It's one of my favorite cities anywhere in the world, and nighttime in Istanbul is especially enchanting. The subtle backlighting of the mosques, palaces, monuments, and ornate Ottoman architecture underscore the grandeur of a mighty city with a proud past. And when the gulls diving through the floodlights cast fleeting silhouettes on the great mosque of Sultan Ahmed, you get swept away. Our guides to Istanbul by night are here to take us beyond the typical old city tourist zone and stroll shoulder to shoulder with locals in this fast-growing city of well over 10 million. Munching a fish sandwich literally right off the boat, kicking the soccer ball with the neighborhood gang, or hopping on the city's new trolley line, you realize the thrill of visiting Istanbul has little to do with museum going. Thailand Tashbashe and Golkap Kashim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. People call me Alp sometimes. Oh, that's easy. Alp yeah, in Thailand. Okay, thanks for joining us. Okay, you got a visitor coming to Istanbul, and uh, I imagine you guys are out late at night. Yeah. What are the highlights of Istanbul? What, what, if you want to make the scene, where do you go? What do you do? Well, first thing that you should do, take people to Istiklal Street, as you said. Um, Istiklal so Street is the highlight, it's the center. It's the core of the city. Yes. Istiklal. I-S-T-I-K-L-A-L. It means Independence. Independence Street. Yeah. Okay. It's a boulevard with a tram track in the middle, altogether a mile long. And uh, the Golden Horn End is pretty close to the old city, and it's very easy to get there. All you need to is just go down the seaside and find the bridge, walk on the bridge. And there's a beautiful funicular, we call it, tram there. You take it. And you take the tram up to the top, and then exactly. you've got this big boulevard stretching out before you. Uh, this was the Western community back when Istanbul was very Eastern-looking, the capital of the Ottoman Empire. This was sort of the enclave for the embassies and the Christian churches and so on were there. And today, it is uh, really, could you say it's a nightlife center? Uh, it is, yeah. All those Art Nouveau Beaux-Arts buildings today are converted to nightclubs and restaurants and outdoor cafeterias. It's a really pleasant place to hang out. It seems like in the cool of the evening hours, uh, people have an appetite and they sort of uh, eat their way through the, the wonders of Istanbul. What are the, some of the edible highlights of Istiklal Kadasi? I would definitely say the flowers market. You sit, order a calamari and a beer. That will be a lovely snack for the afternoon, which I usually do it with friends who are visiting Istanbul as one of the highlights. Or just, again, stroll around in the uh, flower market or behind flowers market, uh, fish market area. Tunnel district. Kokoreç. Wait a second. Don't leave leave the fish market without Kokoreç. Alp, what's all this Kokoreç? Basically, Kokoreç is uh, sheep intestines. Don't mix it up with the Kokoreç. Cockroach. Cockroach. No, it's, it's, not, it's much better than a cockroach. Yeah, it is much better than cockroach. Well, it's a, it's sort of a, the local haggis. Uh, it is Scottish Scottish haggis. Yeah. And uh, but the the Turks I know are just they're just evangelical about a good cockroach, not a bad cockroach. In some places, how do you choose a good cockroach place? Uh, you need to know the place exactly for sure, and you also need to go to this flower passage. And uh, there's a row of cockroach shops, kiosks selling cockroach. So uh, they're bullseye. Uh, you won't get bad cockroach there. If you see Turks eating there, it's probably okay. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's got, of course, it's got the sheep intestine, and it's, that's grilled, and it's also got tomatoes and green peppers and different seasonings in it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just had my cockroach. Now I need something sweet. What's next? Let's go beyond that. If you're in the area, in the neighborhood, uh, you should have raki. And Balik. Raki and Balik, those two, is a kind of a cult. 
But that might be much more appropriate for evening type of. Uh, yeah, right. Evening, yeah, a little a, more classy. Yeah. Oh, classy. I see. Co- oh, oh, I see. So cockroach is street food. You're yes. right. Street and then you're food. talking about um, sitting down, sitting down, and uh, ordering your raki. Uh, now raki is like the Turkish ouzo. Yeah. You're right. And it's it's spirit. And it's, a it's a like a licorice alcohol or yes. liqueur. But the good thing about the fish market is that you can choose your fish from the fishermen selling the fish, and then you get the restaurant to cook it for you with the heads on them. With yeah. the heads on them, yeah. and you sit and order your raki, as you said. And after a while, there comes these gypsy street musicians. Ah, uh, yeah, the street musicians come in. Yeah, they're with their drums and uh, instruments. They come around and uh, you just give them a little tip, ten, fifteen dollars, and they're going to be with you next to your table for ten, uh, fifteen minutes, and will give you nice entertainment. I think a great way for a tourist to get into the the evening scene and, and socially is to know how to play backgammon and go into a tavern. And Turks just seem to all know how to play backgammon. Yeah, if you look at the history, it's a Greek invention, Greek game, but we Turks play better, of course. Uh, let's not get into the history. It goes way back, like 8th century BC. Some says Persian, uh, right? Uh, well, shortly, it's a very, very old game and tradition, but we love to play it. And Definitely. it's uh, played in the coffee houses where only men hang out. People Young are... people do really like to play backgammon today. Everyone thinks that it's only old people sitting in the coffee houses and uh, playing backyard. But it, young people do like to do it. With sit, water sit pipe. With yeah. water pipe. And there are so many non-smokers enjoying the water pipe, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I play around with this uh, water pipe, this Nargile thing, as a, yeah. as a travel writer and a tour guide. And it's uh, because Americans have this big discussion going on with different kind of smoking. But here, it's so innocent. It's innocuous. And you're just enjoying the smoke of these uh, dried apple or different herbs. But yeah. it's, there's no tobacco, no drug with it. No, no. It combines with that backgammon. You mentioned only the men go to the tea houses and play backgammon, but if a, a some of the tea houses, yes, only men. But what if a woman, a tourist woman, if she had reasonable social skills to have some fun with this, if she wanted to go into there? Oh yeah, they're very welcome. She would be made it's not more a than kind welcome. Of discrimination. She, no, she'd be a some hero men just want to be together with the other men and do use their slang and swear sometimes. Be a truck driver for a day, maybe. So that's why. But could a tourist woman go in and not of be in course. trouble, and they would probably enjoy her company? No, no trouble. No trouble. And she could play backgammon with a strange man. If she knows. And even if she doesn't know, because if you gather around, if you don't move immediately, somebody will move for you. Uh, exactly. And they will They will all want to teach her how to funny. play. It might be funny. It might be very funny. Yeah. In fact, they'll probably still remember her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm yeah, Rick exactly. Steves. This yeah. is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about nighttime entertainment in Istanbul. And I'm joined by Gokalp and Thailand, who have a lot of fun after dark in Istanbul. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. You can email us at radio at ricksteves.com. And Garrett's on the phone from Chicago, Illinois. Garrett, thanks for your call. Oh, hi, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Ah. Um, I was lucky enough to be in Istanbul during the start of Ramadan in 2007, and I had uh, quite an eye-opening experience. You know, while the restaurants were kind of subdued during the day, as soon as the sun sets, there was an almost carnival-like atmosphere in the streets and the parks around the old center. Um, there were, you know, like lights everywhere. The mosque was illuminated, and all of a sudden there were like food stalls everywhere selling sweets and snacks. Um, they even had a temporary stage where they were putting up like live entertainment. So it was an eye-opening experience, which to me as an American, I was thinking, you know, Ramadan was this purely somber and solemn and austere um, occasion, but, you know, to the contrary. So I was just wondering if that sort of celebration goes on for the rest of Ramadan, 
or if it was just in the beginning? Alp? First of all, I'd like to say that it's really a privilege to be in Istanbul during the Ramadan. Like he said, that all the food stalls and all the light and entertainment going on the streets. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so it's really, yeah. really nice. Uh, after Ramadan, the type of entertainment is actually changing. So that's a special type of Ramadan entertainment. Oh, you hear this medieval times uh, military band playing on the street. Uh, you have this very classical uh, Turkish, like old Turkish style traditional music performed around. So Ramadan is all about Islam and like a Turkish interpretation of Islam and the reflection this to the art. And, and it's a family time, I find. Late at night, the whole family's out, the children, uh, having uh, great times in the restaurant. And, and Garrett, yeah. you know, it's funny, a lot of tourists think, oh, I don't want to go to Islam during Ramadan because nobody's yeah. eating all day long. But boy, they party as soon as that sun goes down. And I think it's a great time to be in Istanbul, Thailand. And that party continues till five in the morning, actually. Yeah, it really you can, does. You can, you can find people out yeah, there. Yeah, I found that out. <laughs> you may not sleep very well, but it's a, I find it's a great time. And I, I was in Istanbul just a year ago, and I remember I was tired after a long day of uh, working on our TV show, and I just thought, I'm going to take a walk around the block. And what was very touristy earlier that day was now all the tourists were home in their hotels, and the local people were filling the Hippodrome, and it, yes, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, it was a fantasy land for me. It was like I could have written three or four articles right there, just on little intimate little glimpses of Turkish folk life that I was looking at. And it's not only uh, Sultanahmet area. No, in it's Istanbul, all over. In Istanbul, there are several other centers, city centers, oh. town centers that has Ramazan same sort of uh, yes entertainment going on. Garrett, mm. thanks for your call. Well, thank you very much, Rick. Yeah. I'm speaking with Thailan and Gokalp uh, from Istanbul about having fun after dark in that great city of 14 million people. Of course, all the tourists are hanging out in uh, Hippodrome and Sultanahmet area. There's different areas that are quite uh, trendy and bohemian. Help us, Thailand, get away from the tourist zones here. What do you recommend? Okay, uh, first of all, that picturesque Bosphorus. They're not concentrated around uh, neighborhood, but there are several nightclubs which are quite fancy, you on the might, water, actually? Along the water, yes, on the water. And uh, quite fancy, and they're like jet-set uh, clubs, classy, yeah. even European people. Finds it expensive. Definitely, yeah. even, the even they find it expensive. place where you can pay $25 to a scotch. And the, these yeah. places, like, you go around, like, 1 in the morning, and yeah. you leave. Starts around six, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. So here's where you're seeing the chic, upper-class uh, Turkish... Jet set kind of definitely waterfront nightclubs waterfront night alongside clubs. Bosphorus and would this be pretty much like any nightclub after midnight? I mean, is it just cocktails and uh, club music? DJs, club music, yeah. Sometimes concerts. But I'm kind of an intermediate um, party person. I would prefer more bohemian part of Istanbul. Talk around. to me about the bohemian slice of Istanbul then. Well, uh, Taksim environment is the place where you can bump into a dollar millionaire, basically, and you can see really poor people eating. What's a like, dollar millionaire? What does that mean? Well, of course, um, dollar, your money, but uh, I wanted to say wealthy, rich people. Yeah. Uh, there's oh, I see it. A millionaire, not in Turkish lira. Uh, well, Turkish million is uh, almost as good as dollar million. Is that right? How many Turkish lira in a dollar now? Uh, one and a half Turkish lira makes oh, a dollar. Because a long time ago, it was like 500,000 uh, Turkish lira in one dollar. So of zeros. a millionaire was not very much. With the zeros, yeah. Alp, you're talking about Taksim, T-A-K-S-I-M. This is sort of the modern um, 
concert center uh, of Istanbul, I would say. Yeah, nightclubs and the performances. The performance hall, the big editor concert hall there. Uh, the editor concert hall is there for classical music, for events and such things. So what if somebody wants to see a, a wonderful classical music? Would it be Western classical music, Turkish classical music? Where would you go? What would you recommend? Uh, Ataturk Cultural Center on Taksim Square is one of the places, Turkish Philharmonic Orchestra, Turkish Chamber Orchestra, and few other private orchestras and bands sometimes perform uh, Western classical music. They perform Turkish, there are Turkish composers as well, mm-hmm. and they perform their I went to that Ataturk Cultural yeah. Center for a wonderful concert, and it was free. It was sponsored by a local bank, and that was the way they were doing an advertisement, was yeah. sponsoring a concert and letting everybody fill the hall. It they was have wonderful festivals. Evening. Usually uh, those banks and uh, special organizations, they have festivals. Classical like, music. Classical music, 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 jazz, blues. We have Bach Week. Uh, Bach Week. Bach yeah. Week, yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, we have Blues Festival sponsored by a big beer company, the biggest beer company in Turkey. We have Jazz Festival, and uh, we have all the um, American jazz uh, performers as the guest stars come in and perform. But the good thing about uh, those little festivals is that it really doesn't have to be in concert halls or performance halls. You have to read newspapers or get an English magazine and see, because sometimes they're in really interesting places, such as like underground cisterns or... Uh, in fortresses all around the city. Yeah, in uh, Rumeli Fortress, 15th century medieval fortress has got a big amphitheater inside and two weeks every summer there is an open air uh, events, uh, concert sessions of open air. And and what's that big church just at the Saint top Irene, palace? Yes. Inside the How uh, old is that church? That goes back from to from 6th century. 6th century. It's a yeah. beautifully preserved perfectly preserved, giant brick church, and they have wonderful concerts right there in this minimalist, ancient building. Well, you can imagine the acoustic of a 6th century Orthodox church. So the lesson lesson here is when you arrive in Istanbul, take the initiative. So you don't just want to see the the whirling dervish there in the tourist restaurant uh, in the the Sultan Ahmed. That happens too. And you don't want to just see the sound and light show that was a big deal back in the 70s that most of the tourists sit and watch in front of the Blue Mosque. You want to find some real happening culture. Get your hands on an English-language local magazine or newspaper, and they exist in English in Istanbul, Check out the entertainment section and take the initiative. Get in a taxi. It's cheap. Admissions to the concerts would not be very expensive. And then do something that's cultural and not just for tourists. So, Thailand, if you've got uh, a Friday evening, you're just going to go out and hang out in a trendy neighborhood, what would you recommend? Well, as Alp said, uh, around Taksim area, there are little neighborhoods which are popular with their performance halls. If you're a local, you surely know what they're performing, what type of music they're performing. There are some clubs that perform electronic music, DJs from all around the world that comes. There are printed schedules they have. Usually usually you find them uh, printed schedules around in the street, around the Istiklal Street, or uh, rock bands, alternative bands, Turkish rock bands. So what's a, is a Turkish rock band just uh, playing music that you'd hear here in the United States uh, in a rock concert, or and it happens to be Turkish musicians, or is it different music? Well, the music is the same, but the lyrics are definitely different. And also they give a taste of uh, Turkish folk music in it. Ah, so they okay, do you like would have covers, cover uh, songs of the we old We call it folk, the Anatolian rock. Anatolian rock. Yeah. And with the instrumentation, would it be the same it as in America? Same. same. Just with an Anatolian twist. Lyrics with more sorrow inside and more like fado. 
It doesn't have to be that sorrow. Sometimes they're, they're cheerful, too. cheerful yeah. ones too. Yes. Yeah. So, but you got that Anatolian heartland, that uh, the little bit of depth of your culture coming across in the modern uh, rock scene. It's a bit fusion culture. You're right, mixed up with the Western music, Western style, but um, there are fans of it in Turkey. Yeah, it, Turkish it, rock. it started in 1970s, actually. It started uh, becoming popular, this type of attitude, like folk music into rock. Right now, they're, they're so good in it. that uh, We can say the same thing for jazz, too. Yeah, exactly. We have oriental type too. of jazz. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. And some of them are famous and known in the United States, too, some of the jazz bands in Turkey. Well, one thing to get back to the, to your question is that around an Istiklal street, you can go into one bar or a performance hall or a pub, spend some time, listen to music, and then come out and right next door there will be another interesting place. So you can go into 10 different bars. 10 different and, music. And tif- 10 different music and thousands of different people that you will see. That That is the good thing about around Istiklal. Istiklal. Everything is concentrated. That's what I'm going to do. That sounds like the fun thing to do. Go to Istiklal and do a little series of bar hoppings where you get different kinds of live music, different kinds of uh, local uh, clientele, and of course, uh, enjoy some local food and drink. Thailand and Gokop, thank you very much. And uh, let's finish off with each of you teaching me one little phrase that would be helpful when I'm out and about after dark in Istanbul. Thailand, what should I know how to say in Turkish? I would say... Hadi ichelim. Hadi ichelim. Means let's drink. Hadi ichelim. Yes. And Alp, what would I say? I would say FS kachpara. FS kachpara. How much is FS? How much is FS? FS is the local beer, right? Yeah. FS kachpara. Exactly. That will be useful. All right. Hey, we'll see you after dark in Istanbul. Gokalp and Thailand. Teşekkür. And thank you. Thank you. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to Turkey, Greece, and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next Greek or Turkish adventure, begin your trip at ricksteves.com.